What's up, everybody? This is Brandon McCollum, also known as BMXC, and this is Nice Minds. I'm with one of my buddies today, uh, Breakneck the Mage, a.k.a. Tyler Franz. What's up, my dude? Hey, Brandon. How's it going, man? Good, man. How you been? I've been as good as I can be. Uh, I have really no complaints. Word. Yeah. Just trying to get through this uh, this global pandemic. You may have heard of it. Right? Yeah, it's just been insane. Um, so, yeah, I know you from the local hip-hop scene. I was actually trying to think because I... I mean, I'm good friends with your wife, so I, I know you met her through the local scene, uh, probably from her coming to shows with us and stuff. But I think I met you before, I think way before that, probably through like Analyrical and stuff, probably, right? Uh, my guess would be 2008, probably. Yeah. yeah. Maybe 2007 even. Um, and it would have been like, some type of show I was like DJing for Analyrical or playing a show with Analyrical or just maybe with him watching a show, something like that. That's right, because I almost completely forgot that you were a DJ for a while, right? Yeah, I kind of started that way. Like I had a a partner, DJ BZ, and we started like making beats and DJing and rapping, trying to just learn everything all at once when we first started. And then we got like a DJ gig at a bar in Eau Claire. Um, we'll get into that more probably in a minute. But anyway, that we started DJing. And uh, yeah, that's what I did. That was like the only way I could get shows at first because I didn't really know how to book myself for like rapping shows. I had no connections when I was first starting, but I was friends with like Anna Lyrical who needed a DJ. When, when did you start all that? Uh, like how old were you and stuff? Well, like in high school and even, I guess even back into like middle school, I was kind of always trying to start bands. We had like a few like punk rock and like emo kind of bands. Um, so I kind of did that. I was listening to rap, but I was like doing rock music. And then in college, I really started like uh, writing more uh vocals and lyrics and stuff it just turned into raps eventually i started really in like 2005 i would say is probably when i started like rapping oh wow and then you do you just got into djing like right after that then yeah i uh one of my friends carl uh he, he had turntables uh, because he didn't think he was a very good rapper. Like, ironically, he actually was a good rapper, but he didn't think he was, so he just wanted to be a DJ. He loved hip-hop. He bought some turntables, and me and BZ uh, just started, like, messing around on his turntables, like, all day, every day, and, like, fell in love with it pretty much. So, yeah, it would have been, like, 2004, 2005. I was, like, a sophomore in college oh, when word. I first really started. That's what's up. Uh, yeah, because you're uh, you're from Wisconsin. Did you go to Eau Claire or for college? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. I went That's to UW Eau Claire. Oh, word! How is the hip hop scene out there in that area? Eau Claire itself, I, I the hip hop scene's really good, man. It's a lot better up. now since I moved to uh, Minneapolis. Well, I've lived in Minneapolis for a long time, like over a decade now. But yeah. since I moved it's gotten a lot better there because like Justin, like Boney Vare and like all the indie rock bands that yeah. like blew up from there and the bluegrass bands and stuff like that, uh, just brought like made the whole scene, like, like the whole art scene 
just way better there. So like when I go back there and play shows now, I think they're like better than they were when I lived there, I would say. But it, it was still cool back then, but uh, it's, it's gotten a lot better now. Because I've been hearing a lot more about Eau Claire lately, I feel like. Because I feel like a lot more people, I mean, prior to COVID, obviously, people were going out there to do a lot more shows and stuff. Yeah, for sure. And it's really, uh, it, it's really growing, like, it, as a city itself in general, it's really growing. That whole area is growing really fast. And it's not too, it's only like an hour and 15 minutes from the city. So, like... Right. It's like an extended suburb, you know, essentially it's only an hour and a half away. So you hear, you start to hear a lot more people from here playing shows there. Yep. So, yeah, I know you got really into the the local scene doing shows and stuff. Um, but recently, I mean, I don't, it's, it's been a while now, but I mean, I want to say the last five or six years you got into like the battle rap scene. Mm-hmm. How did that, how did that come about? So let's see five, I would say. It's more than that, actually. I think at my first battle was in 2012. Oh, wow. Um, we went on tour. Do you remember? I went on tour with um, Mercy's May and Anna Lyrical. I think I kind of do vaguely, yeah. Uh, um, that was, I actually did my first battle on that tour. Oh, wow. That's dope. Yeah, in Columbia, Missouri. That was my first battle. So that's how that's how I got into it. I was just uh, becoming a fan of it for like probably two years before I did my first. Of course, I like freestyle battling, like because I was a hip hop head. So right. I watched Scribble Jam, just like you and every all of us did. You know, yep. watch those kind of battles. But like the acapella battles, I probably started getting into like 2010 when Grind Time, Grind Time now was becoming like a viral thing on YouTube. That's about when I got into it and then had my battle, first battle in 2012. Okay, word. Were they kind of the ones that, because I mean, I feel like just in the last decade or so, I started to see the the battles that, that you do like without beats, like the, the mm. non, non-freestyle battles. When did that start coming about? That's, um, te- well, technically a, a while ago, but like the, the league set up, like what you see now on YouTube and everything started mm-hmm. around like 2009, 2010. Oh, okay. uh, that was like uh, King of the Dot out of Canada was like the first uh, big one. Uh, URL, which is out of New York, and then Grind Time Now, which was like over the whole country, oh, okay. basically. Like they had like a Minnesota division and a California division, Florida. Um, so those three leagues started like around that 2009 to 2010 ish. Oh, okay. Um, so was it, was it Anna Lyrical that actually got you into it or were, did you hear about it from somebody else? I had a few other friends who were doing battles like Rome's, uh, ill lab, like some other guys were doing battles too, but, uh, Anna Lyrical was like one of my really good friends. So he, uh, I think probably got me signed up for my first battle and everything like that. Dope. Yeah. Cause you were killing it for a while. Um, but what, what was the league you're, you're part of? Uh, is it North something? No coast, no coast. That's right. Um, yeah. and you helped kind of start the Northern division of that. Didn't you? I did start. Yeah. yeah I, I started start that, um, in 2015 or that's so we up. started that. I brought like a lot of big name battlers, from all over the world, really. I've had two international events. 
Um, one was like, we had people, we had like five guys from the UK come over and then I did Canada versus the U S like two years ago where we had like four guys from Canada come down and battle four of us. That's from here. So it was like Canada versus U S we had like Jersey team jerseys and stuff. It was, it was pretty dope. That's super sick. And you, and you toured with them a lot too. Like you, you took it on the road a lot, right? Yeah. A bunch of times. Like we have divisions in St. Louis, Chicago, and Minneapolis. And it originally started in Columbia, Missouri, which it's kind of fizzled out because everyone moved to like moved off. Cause they, that was like a college town where it started. Um, but now we just have really St. Louis, Minneapolis and Chicago. But we've also brought it to uh, New England now, which I've gone out there twice to Boston. Um, so we do stuff with them. We brought it down to Florida one time to like the Tampa area. area. So yeah, we've we've gone all over with it. It's pretty That's super pretty dope. Fun. Well, so I mean, obviously, COVID shut down everything. Uh, so when was the last one that you actually did? Um, we did one in November, but we couldn't have any, we had like 10 people. It was just like the, it was like three battles. So like the six battlers, me, Missy, the host shake and the cameraman, like that's all it was. Oh shit. Uh, So we did actually do three battles in Minneapolis in like November, December. Uh, but the real, the last real event with fans was. (laughs) <laughs> last no the like not this last november but the one before that wow damn yeah. that's yeah. freaking rough dude so what have you been doing in the downtime then you've been uh, i know you released a new album called balance yeah that's basically what i've been doing in the downtime um working on like uh my kind of working on my youtube channel a little bit too with my son oh Cam. yeah um we do like action figure unboxing and like collectible type stuff because we're nerds like that i I love it man i the all the ones that i've watched i i really love it like cam gets so into it it's it's so awesome just to see like him how how old is he now is he six not even yet he's five five and a half five wow um crazy because yeah i mean he seems like he's smart and he's just he's got a little personality on him like it's it's super funny to watch him uh like unbox all that stuff and just get so into it. It was, yeah, no, it, it was totally his idea to like start it too. He's wanted, uh, cause he would watch, I like got him into wrestling and wrestling figures, but then he would watch YouTube and see like, uh, unboxing channel, you know, they're all over YouTube, like yeah. people doing unboxings and stuff. And he just loved it. He started begging me to do it. And then, Lately, he's been coming up with, like, he wants to do, like, a video game channel. Like, he wants to do all that. I'm like, dude, we could get into that event, like, eventually. But holy cow, man, I don't have enough time to do all this stuff he wanted to right. do. And he's he wants to make music video. The other day, he wanted me to record, like, a music video where he was, like, like an Avengers music video where he's Captain America. And he wanted me to do, like, green screen stuff. And, like, I'm just like, dude. Wow. It's, it's tough, man. Having right. a five-year-old. It's really fun though. But still, I mean, I think that's sick that he wants to do all that, man. I mean, cause the, oh, yeah. the, the technology that they have, 
you know, kids have at their disposal now compared to when we were kids. Man, I wish we would have had that stuff when we were kids. Yeah, back when we were kids, if we tried to make any type of video at all, it was literally like recorded onto like a tape and VHS, then yep. dub that tape onto another one so you could clear off the tape to re-record yep. the next scene and then edit them together. But it's just like it's ridiculous. Like right. it was so hard to do anything. I was actually just talking to Nemo about, you know, all the technology that the kids have now and how I wish that we would have had that. But yeah, man, keep keep him on that path because I feel like if, especially like if he's starting so young, if he just, if you keep doing that with him and he keeps getting into it, I just feel like mm -hmm. he's just going to like, he's going to get better and better and better. It's just going to build massive skills and like, for that, sure. That, that's cool. That's a really cool uh, thing that you guys got going. Yeah. I'm definitely going to keep putting, I'm not pushing him, but like, you know, encouraging right. him, encouraging him to keep doing this type of thing. Hell yeah. So. How often do you guys uh, do the videos now? Um, I don't probably like, we probably do like three or four a month, maybe five oh, okay. a month, something like that. Nice. I bet that's super fun for him. And we plus, usually do two at a time, like try to do two at a time. I have like a bunch stashed up too. So I have like, I'm like a month ahead. I have like four or five in the can at all times, pretty much. Oh, but it's also expensive because I'm buying, right. I'm not like sponsored. So I'm buying these toys for him like and he's has to do like chores and stuff to earn them but uh i wish i could i wish we could do a lot more but i can't just be spending all this money on toys and stuff you know yeah exactly so i gotta get a sponsor i gotta get someone to sponsor me and send me the toys hell yeah <laughs> this is a <laughs> this is an open invitation to sponsor yeah the unboxing exactly. what is it what's the channel called what are you calling it or is it just off your breakneck the mage it's just channel? breakneck tv okay. yeah so yeah, you just dropped the music video. Um, what what song is that? That song is uh, called Sour. It's actually not on my album. It's one of those things where like I was working on the album, uh, finishing like mixing and mastering it, and then I sent it off. It was all done, and then I like got these beats, a whole bunch of beats from this dude. And I was listening to him and I immediately wrote this song and like recorded it like two days later. So I had just sent the album in, record the song and I start listening to it. Like while I'm mixing it, I'm just like, man, this is probably like my favorite, like one of my favorite songs I've ever done. And I just sent the album out. So it didn't end up making it on the album, but uh, I, just, I was like, I got to do a video cause I really like this song. Um, so yeah, I just did a video for it and put that out. It's not even available. The only you can get it off my Bandcamp um, and SoundCloud and stuff, but it's not even like on a project or anything. It's just a random song. That's what's up. Maybe it's a sign that you should start the new album already. Yeah, I know. I think I should. Hell yeah! So as far as like. COVID and like 2020, I mean, other than losing gigs and stuff, um, what any other setbacks that you've noticed and like, you know, with yourself or like the music scene? I, I feel like I had more time to like focus on actually recording music, which is like a benefit or like a positive of it. Hell yeah. Um, Cause like before I was running like a monthly show at Triple Rock, which obviously closed yeah. down now. 
but like I, I would have, I would be doing a monthly show plus random other gigs too. So I was like constantly thinking about that and not really as much on, like I didn't make music since 2000 and 2015 is when I made protecting metropolis, which came out in 2016. So like for three years, I was just battling all the time and doing all these like a million shows. So I wasn't really recording music. COVID hit, stops all the shows. Like when that the lockdown first started, it really inspired me to like write that album. So that's not like it, none of the songs are like about COVID really, right. but like it just inspired me. Um, and I, yeah, I found a groove pretty easily. And I think COVID had a lot to do with that. So that's dope. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was on a creative spree when when COVID first happened with beats. Like that was me with beats. Like I was just cranking them out left and right, like like every day, every day. Um, I wish I made beats, man. I I I made some back in the day, but like amateur beats that were okay. But like I just wish I was more into that. I don't really have the time right now. Yeah, it's hard with, if you don't... with Cam and like work and stuff like that, right. but. And just a million other things that I do. I don't yeah. need to add like beat making, which I would like go off the deep end with probably and just yeah. like be up all night making beats and like tweaking drum sounds. Yep, yep. Like that. That's me, dude. I, I, it come, I mean, when I was younger, it like I was talking to somebody else about this too. Um, beat making completely replaced video games when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. So like I literally stopped playing video games the second I started making beats. <laughs> it was just kind of because it, it just completely replaced it like i would sit there for hours playing video games and i would sit there for hours like tweaking drum sounds like you said just i mean i'll spend fucking like an hour just tweaking a fucking snare dude it's ridiculous yeah. it's it's insane it's uh, insane I, but i i mean i have a feeling it's it's still gonna be still gonna be a while man i still yeah. i feel like it's still gonna be all of 2021 and you know yeah. probably even into 2022 before we really get back to to normal but i have a feeling over the summer we're gonna start seeing at least like outdoor stuff mm -hmm. you know being fairly prevalent and stuff I, I think for sure i think for sure we'll see outdoor shows this summer that'll be good it sucks that like all these venues are basically like closings a lot of them for good it seems like i mean yeah it's terrible like what do we even have left for hip-hop venues here like honestly i don't know i was just i was thinking about that um I mean, especially with Honey going down, like they were like my favorite venue, probably. And, yeah. Well, I mean, and we... it was like the place that had hip hop every night of the week. Yep. It was like the only place that had hip hop every night. Yep. Uh, what do we have? We have like I guess Ice House maybe is still. Yeah, I haven't heard thing. anything about Ice House um, uh, shutting down. I think Poor House is still around. Poor they... House. Yeah. yeah. Poor House uh, isn't the easiest place to just do like a Tuesday night show, though. Really you know, isn't. not like Honey or some of those other places were but yeah yeah triple rock is completely gone that was triple a legendary venue for all type, yep. types of music that's just gone i don't know it's kind of a bummer but it's something things will probably pop up and i really hope that you know i don't know some amazing people or just like artists pooling money together or something you know like or like a go to, buy a, or to buy a venue or something i feel like it's it's really going to be up to, to, and I've been saying this to everybody. I feel like it's up to like us, like, you know, average Joe, you know, people that have been doing it for years to kind of put our heads mm -hmm. together and figure out 
what to do going forward? I mean, it's all, it's a goal of mine that I still want to accomplish is to like start a venue. But by I think by the time I have like the means to do it, it'll be probably right. I'm I'll be like helping younger people. You know what I mean? I won't be like I'm not gonna quit rapping anytime soon. But like by the time I have enough money to like do this goal of mine, like have a legitimate music venue, I'll probably be like in my you know forty mid forties by that time right. or something like that. So. Well, it, but I, I, that is a goal of mine. I really want to start a venue. I've always wanted to do that. And yeah, it, and I never really thought about like when our generation, like people our age, when we start getting into our like 40s and stuff, like the, the kind of things that might start popping up, you know, with like people like us, what we're going to be doing, you know, for younger mm -hmm. artists and stuff like that. So that's definitely interesting. And the, the 2030s could be kind of, kind of interesting in that regard but yeah I, I i'm hoping a lot more new stuff pops up it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting i've been i've been kind of asking everybody what do you what do you what do you see for the future like what do you what do you see happening after this yeah i mean there's gonna be a big backlog of like major acts wanting shows i mean mm. i think there's been what we're already going on like a year and change of concert tours and shows getting canceled so there's going to be a big backlog of that mm -hmm. um i think people still even when the vaccine is like everyone has the vaccine and stuff i think people will still be maybe a little bit hesitant to go to like big indoor shows i think yeah i mean i don't know i think once everyone's vaccinated you shouldn't have much to worry about for like large right. outdoor outdoor venues or even really indoor as long as you're not stupid about it you know still everyone should still use use caution and be smart about it right. but like once most people are vaccinated i think i hope we can get back to like having regular shows and not being scared of doing everything you know what i mean yeah it's weird some other states have been like completely like just doing shows oh, yeah. the entire time. Yeah. Like nothing's changed for them yeah. and stuff, which is it's kind of wild to think about. We haven't mm -hmm. had you, I mean the bars were back open for a few months at like 50% capacity or whatever, but no one was really doing like shows. There were a, yeah. a couple here and there, but it wasn't like it was back to like doing shows, you know. Yeah, I got a homie in Nebraska uh, that I've been doing this sample pack stuff with, and he he's an EDM dude. But they were like, uh, we started working together in like September or something or like October, and they were still doing shows like every week, like like nothing was. Mm -hmm. They're like, you know, they were talking about some sort of social distance stuff, but not really. I mean, it from yeah. from what he was describing, it sounded pretty normal there that that they were just not having any sort of regulations it's crazy to to see from state to state how it varies yeah but, i know it's it, it is it is crazy and we ended up even with all those restrictions we ended up like ending up having a ton of cases at one point we were like higher than like all the other states in the midwest too like a month ago or whenever we got hit hard with that second wave yeah it's a huge question mark on the future for for a lot of stuff but I mean, I think I think a lot of people will start being more creative with like um, streaming shows, and um, I've even heard somebody leaked something about like virtual reality 
something mm. starting to, which I think could be interesting, virtual reality shows and shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, because when you think about it, like you could set up like a really like legit concert by doing virtual reality type stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, so. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be really interesting. I think it's going to I think it's going to close a lot of doors, but I think it's going to open doors for innovation for people to be creative with um, doing more online stuff and more online ventures. Definitely. Yeah. I've, I've been asked to do a couple of like streaming shows. I haven't haven't done one yet, but I think I'd like to do one. I really just thought about started thinking about that the other day, like oh, it's about time I actually set up one of these streaming shows. Maybe have like one or two friends come over and do a do a set too or something like that for my basement or something. That would be dope. Yeah, I think it I mean, I don't know what how it would feel to like perform by yourself like in a room for a camera, but like I don't know. Everyone that's been doing it it seems to enjoy it. So I mean it's basically like you just give people a inside look at your rehearsal. You know, because yeah. I mean, that's what I do to rehearse. I just stand in my room and, you know, go mm -hmm. over my tracks and shit. So, I mean, it's basically like a, a glorified rehearsal. So, mm -hmm. and plus you can interact with people and stuff like that too. So, I, I think I it's mean, cool. I mean, we've had, I've had some shows like uh, even at Honey or whatever where there was like, it felt like a glorified rehearsal sometimes. Right? So, I feel, I feel like, the Twin Cities in general, like we've all been through that. We've all, you know, mm -hmm. I, the, I don't, I don't know if it's like a Midwest thing or if it's like all over the country, just an underground thing. But we, there's definitely been nights where we've we've performed in front of like only a handful of people. I think, I think we did a show in Rochester. I want to want to say like 15 years ago, and it was supposed to be like this big ass house party. We performed in front of two people like yeah man i think you i think when you're like when you have so many people just like grinding and trying so hard when you're like to the point where you're doing shows like on monday night you know yeah. and stuff like that it's like everyone's gonna have one of those nights where you just can't get people out you know i've even had like i've had like friday night shows sometimes even where like oh, yeah. there's like 10 people there you know it's just like that was back when there was like 10 music venues and a bunch of hip hop shows going on every night, you know, yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, it happens to everyone when you have a whole bunch of people that are just hungry and doing shows every night. Yep. Yeah. There was, there was so many nights where, because, because venues, it was really hard to get a weekend spot at a lot of venues. Um, so they, mm -hmm. you know, they would give you a Tuesday, yeah, like honey or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, depending on the venue, like like honey for example like any show that i did there it didn't matter how many people were there it was fucking fun like mm -hmm. i i don't know it was just something about that that spot that vibe and i think it all depended on the venue where, where like like even even some of the deadest shows could be a blast so yeah any, anything else you've been working on no not really i mean the album just came out on december 8th uh again that's called balance Obviously, you can get that at anywhere music is for Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff, or at breakneckthemage.net. Um, what am I working on? I do have some random songs that I'm working on. I don't know if it's going to be part of the next album and when that'll be. I'm working on to some collabs with 
a few different people that have been overdue. I am working on two things for this summer um, that are going to be huge uh, without like saying too much about them. One is going to be like an all day hip hop like festival, which is like there's going to be like workshops, instrument lessons, music lessons for kids during the day. And then like a a regular hip hop show at night. This is like someone came to me with this and they asked me to like set, they're going to pay for it and like do everything. I just have to like get the ax and set up the workshop. We're going to do like freestyle games with kids and stuff like that during the day. So that's one thing I'm working on. And then I got also asked, I'm in the submission phase of I got asked to do this tour I can't talk about it too much on this podcast right now but like I got asked to do this tour and I'm in through like the third round of submission they you got to do all these uh submissions and then they whittle it down whittle it down whittle it down and eventually ask like 40 artists I think it is um kind of of all genres I have to get through like two more rounds of that and I will be set up for that tour so hopefully i will have news on that soon that's a another thing that i'm not gonna have to do anything for it's like a big it's like this big uh national like company doing it so i'll just have to show up and play which is nice i won't have to i won't have to like be responsible for getting people there because it's going to be like community events set up like with each city like even like the city councils of each city and like everyone involved in it so i'm not gonna have to do anything besides play music yeah man i I don't know i guess when we figure out a way to play shows i'd like to have a release party for my album but it's gonna be like a year after the album's been released but i'm gonna do that have a big party uh for that sometime um hopefully do some rap battles if covid pending covid I don't know. That's about it. That's about what I'm working on. What about you? What are you working on? Oh, a bunch of stuff. So, I mean, I've been doing this podcast. It's been going fairly well. I've been getting a lot of dope people on and it's been, I've been able to stay consistent with it. Um, And then uh, me and some buddies, we started a sample pack for producers uh, thing. So we've been, we've been coming out with sounds for people to make beats with and stuff. Um, Kind of the idea was we, we just want to like release a bunch of free stuff and just kind of get our name out there. Um, which has been going pretty well. We we b- built a little uh small but um dope community on uh Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so we got like we got people that are like constantly posting about our stuff and like cooking up with our stuff and and that's been really dope. We want to start selling them this summer though. Um or at least in the next few months and see how that goes. Um but hell yeah, man. I appreciate you uh giving me the time and coming on here, man. Yeah, th- thanks for having me, man. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really awesome. Let me know if you need any help for like ideas for more people to have on the podcast or whatever, like any or anything you need help with anything you need. Just don't hesitate to let me know, man. I appreciate it, man. Hell yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. I mean, any suggestions, any ideas you got, man, I'm, I'm always open to it. Cool. All right, man. Well, thanks again, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Have a good night. You too, man. Peace. Peace.